Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello folks, welcome. I hope you're well. Sit back as Arnold Hooker tells us of an experience he's had with a certain man. The title of the story is The Landlord, Boxes and the Book. Hi, my name is Arnold Hooker. My wife and I are field directors in Asia. And the reason I want to tell you this story is because it's happening even now as, as we speak. Uh, my neighbor is still my neighbor and we're still working with this fine man. And so I'd like to tell you a story about my neighbor, Polk. The first time I met Polk, we were sitting around a table negotiating the lease for our property that we rent from them. A nice little three-bedroom house with a bathroom in each bedroom. Diane and I had wanted only a two-bedroom house with two bathrooms at least so that we would each have a bathroom. And God provided for us a house with four bathrooms. And we are so excited about this. We were just giddy sitting around the table and the landlord was sitting there, and he's a very quiet man. Polk's a very quiet man. His wife, she's more animated and, and talks more. But after the signing of the lease and everything, I, I spoke with Polk a little bit, and I could tell we would become fast friends. The next time I paid my rent, I went over, and Polk always wants to show me something in his yard that he's doing. He showed me a, an orange tree that he had taken the limb of an orange and, and grafted it onto another orange, and it was already producing fruit, and he was so excited. He's full of knowledge, and his love for nature is apparent. He keeps fish in his backyard, and I'll tell you more about that in a little while. But as we became friends, every time I would pay my rent, he would send me home with coconuts or bananas or jackfruit or something. And I knew that he really wanted to not just be a landlord, but also to be my friend and to be a part of my life. And I realized that this may be someone who I could work with, someone we call a person of peace. First of all, I noticed Polk putzing around in, in the garden. On the right-hand side of our house, he has a big cassava garden and with other kinds of vegetables and stuff. And in front of our house, to the right, he has another huge garden of fruits and vegetables that he grows. And then he has his favorite mango trees and his favorite other trees. But he was telling me about the mango trees, where the seeds came from, how he sprouted them, and how long it took for them to produce fruit. So he he knows everything about his garden, and it's been interesting to, to learn from him. One day we were sitting and talking, and he was telling me how he fertilizes his garden, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. But as the, the weeks and months rolled by, we spent more and more time talking, and I would go to his house when I had a free moment and just talk to him and found out that his grandmother was either a Christian or believed that Christ could help you. And he got a vision of that one day when they had to walk many, many miles. And his grandmother, he said, painted a cross on her forehead. She wanted to say to everyone, I'm going to follow Jesus and he's going to help me. 
and they had to walk many, many, many kilometers, many miles. And he was just a little boy, and she took his hand. While they walked, he had the strength to go the whole way with his grandmother. And they praised God in heaven because of this. But as his grandma passed away and his mother didn't believe the same way, and he was married in Cambodia to a woman who was one of the larger religions in the world, and she also considers herself a Buddhist. She kind of covers all bases so that she, if there's one that's right, she'll be having you know life after death or whatever. And so we talked, and he calls himself a Christian, but he really also doesn't worship really anything. He knows about all the things of his country, which is Buddhism, but he also holds a large spot for Christ. So I asked him if I could give him a book. I wanted to give him the book Steps to Christ by Alan G. White. And he uh, said, yes, I'd like to have the book. And so I went over to pay my rent and I had forgot the book. So I told him, I'm going to bring the book back to you. So A few days later, I I came over, and um, the dog is used to me, so it doesn't bark anymore. So I came through his gate, and I walked up to the house, and I heard him and his wife in cooking, and I rapped on the door, and he didn't come. His wife didn't come, and I had the, the book in my hand, so I just laid it on the chair. And I wished I hadn't laid it on the chair. I wish I would have waited and handed it to him with both hands as you would to a Cambodian. It's the way you give a gift is you take it in both hands and hand it. But I didn't. I just set it on the chair. And I went back home. And about a week later, he had something to tell me. And I led him through the gate. And it was early, early in the morning. So I was in a t-shirt and my boxers. And he he always runs around in his boxers only. and, And he had been out watering, but he had something to tell me. And he came over and he started asking me questions about, how can you speak to God? And I told him, well, I just close my eyes and speak to him as I would a friend. And I said, just like you and I talk together. And he just looked at me like, well, how can you do that? Don't you need a monument or a stone or some kind of statue or something to talk to so that you can imagine you're talking to God? And I said, well, I don't need that. I can just talk directly to him. And I know he hears me and he answers me in different ways. And um, we have a a relationship that's like a father-son relationship. And he cares so much about me, and he takes care of all my needs. And and I said, you know, I have so much, but it all belongs to him. And he just allows me to be a steward of it, much like you have many things. And and he has a motorcycle, and he has homes and and gardens and, and land, and he has many, many things. I was just sitting there talking to him, and he said to me, finally, he said, I read that book you give me morning and night a little bit, and I read it to my wife. And I was so excited because I I didn't give it to him the proper way. I gave it to him as a, I just put it on the chair and kind of sheepishly went away. But I I know that God can even take that little bit and make something big out of it. Please pray for the seed sown by God's children, friends. Stay tuned for ways in which to get in touch with us at the end of the show. So the story is ongoing, but I'll just tell you about Polk. He's very, very intelligent. In fact, 
He has a fish pond behind his house, and I'll tell you these stories now. He has a fish pond behind his house, and I, I wonder why he has this fish pond, and they're huge fish, but he doesn't eat them. And one day he said, come and I'll show you my fish. So he went down a path and to the backyard. I'd never been down there. He'd never invited me to this certain place behind his house. And he invited me and I went back there. And he ran into the house and got a bag full of fish, about six and eight inches long. And he took parts and cut them up and cut the fins off and cut the heads off and cut them up into little pieces. And then he threw a piece in and he said, watch this. And I was watching and bam, the back fin from the fish hit the water and I, I jumped back. It was, it was a large fish or something that made this noise, just like a slap on top of the water. And it was, it was loud and, and it was kind of frightening. And his wife was watching from a ways away and she said, those are awful mean fish. I wish you would get rid of them. And evidently they have an ongoing battle about these fish that are in the back. And then I noticed these are about four foot long, look to be like arowana tailed fish, but with a catfish mouth or something. And they were eating whole chunks of fish about two inches by two inches by two inches, just a square of fish he would toss in. And before it nearly hit the water, those fish would just gobble it up. And then I noticed there's at least four or five of them in this pool. The water is so green and murky, you can't see the bottom. And then he told me that was his secret right there, that green murky water with whatever fish do in the water. And he spreads that around on the fruits and vegetables around his house. He has a way of doing things that's quite amazing. He's figured out ways to make vegetables grow so quickly, but he doesn't use anything but organic fertilizer. And I had a pitiful plant that I had grown. I, I was trying to grow an orange tree, and it was only about three quarters of a foot high or about maybe 10 or 12 inches high. And he said, put it outside the gate and I'll start putting my fish water on it. And within about a month, that thing doubled in height already and put on great big leaves. And I'm going to leave those orange trees to him to nurture until we can get them out of the pot and, and plant them. Polk was a house builder and kind of a jack of all trades. It seems to he can take the smallest thing like some wire and a bamboo pole and, and make something that will pick fruit without damaging it. He's taught me how to make this this kind of fruit picking device, and he's a good teacher, and he's very patient with me. When I don't understand how something is said, he'll write the letter in Cambodian in the sand and then erase it and then write it again and try to get me to say it properly. He also um, seems to be able to be a leader in the village where we live. I noticed he works on other people's homes, and I, I assume they pay him, but in any case, he's well-respected, and he lets me know when I leave what I should do, pull my drapes shut and have someone come by and sweep, or he'll let me know he's coming by. So he's starting to take care of Diane and myself as we live on his land, and he takes care of us. I believe that also he was a substance farmer in the past, as a young man, I think he, he did rice farming and different things like that. So he always had his hand in the soil and, and growing things.
But please pray for Polk because it's an ongoing story. This story is not end yet, and I, I want you to pray for Polk that someday he would give his life and heart to Jesus. For more information, simply visit our website at afmonline.org. That's afmonline.org. There you can find out more regarding our projects, donations, and becoming a missionary yourself. Or you can reach us at 800-937-4236. That's 800-937-4236. And that's all for today, folks. I hope you are blessed by the story. Go well, God bless.